Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Baker is here with me, and we are back for another Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off this morning with the weather headed into this weekend. In Los Angeles, California, it is sunny, 86, with a sunny weekend. Lucky them. I wish I was there. Yeah, right. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny, 75, with a sunny weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is cloudy, 42, with a partly cloudy weekend. And in New York City, it is mostly sunny, 53, with snow moving in Sunday. Well, glad to have you back, Chris. We missed you on Monday. You know, I'm glad to be here myself. You know, I'm sad that I missed you for the Saturday Good News monthly episode. But we got snow, and you know, it, yeah. oddly, it feels like that was two months ago. <laughs> it does feel like a while ago now. Yeah. So we got some snow, more ice than anything. It was a nightmare, if anyone yeah. was curious. Um, lots of fun. But, um, you know, Nick, I'm glad I'm back. Monday, I'm sure you had some fun without me. But everyone, you know, everyone missed me. My DMs were just blowing up. So oh, oh, I'm am, sure. I'm sure. I am back. Welcome back. Well, glad to have you back. You know, we, we did have a party on Monday. Well, you know, we had a little bit of a celebration, but uh, the celebration can only go on for so long. And then it just starts to get lonely around here. You know, I'm just glad to be back. And, you know, <laughs> Nick, this week, Wednesday, was National Pizza Day. Mm-hmm. And I missed out, unfortunately. Well, don't you worry, because Walmart did a nationwide survey of oh, what okay. people's favorite um, pizza topping was. Ah, okay. Okay, this could get interesting. Yeah. So, what is your favorite pizza topping? Oh, my. Um, lately, lately, it's been bacon, actually. Really? Yeah. Well, that came in fifth place in the survey. Okay. Three states agreed with you on that. Okay. Now, there's some pretty interesting things on here. Yeah, I'm scared. You know, <laughs> pepperoni, that's, that's obvious. That came yeah. in first. Okay. Sausage yeah. was number two. That makes sense. Okay, Mushroom yeah. number three. That makes sense. Sure. Four black olives. That, okay. Uh, uh, I don't accept, but fine. You know, I've never had black olives on my pizza, but I have seen it, you know, in the pizza shop. I'm not a so, huge black olive person to begin with. I've had it on pizza before. It, it's nothing great, but that's just because I don't, I'm not a huge fan of black olives to begin with. Interestingly enough, I love them on my subs from Subway. I don't know why. Uh, interesting. But they like slice them really small, so it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Number five is bacon. Okay. Now, this is where it gets a little weird. Yeah. Six is corn. What? Seven, avocado. Oh, my. <laughs> eight? Number eight, Matt. Okay. Tuna. What? I'm sorry. Read that again. <laughs> Number eight, tuna. Why? And number nine, do you have any guesses? <sighs> Pineapple. No, that didn't even make the list, surprisingly. Oh, <laughs> um, number nine, carrots. Huh? Okay, yep. so we got tuna and carrots back to back. Now, there was only one state that said tuna. Uh-huh. And that was Minnesota. 
Minnesota, what are you guys doing? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I've never heard of that. Like, and, and I never heard of putting corn either. Corn, I'm sorry. You know, tuna especially gets it. Carrots, I can understand a little bit more. Obviously, like, when I think of the tuna one, obviously, you think back to, you know, in large part, the jokes about putting anchovies on pizza, right? Like, you know, it's not exactly a popular thing. That's very hit or miss. Tuna, for me, in my mind, ranges right there next to anchovies. Like, why? What, huh? Tuna on pizza. The avocado one doesn't surprise me, but it also does at the same time. I'd never have heard of avocado on pizza before. Um, well, New Mexico is the carrot state. Oh, okay. Tuna, obviously, was Minnesota. Yep. Um... Do you have any guesses what New York State was? New York? Oh, my. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with probably... Ooh. I'll just go with sausage. I'll go with one of the obvious ones. It was actually pepperoni. Pepperoni. Okay. Yep. Very boring people, I guess. We're not uh, always the most adventurous with pizza. And you know what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> and you know, I I don't I don't want to start a controversy. I don't want to start drama. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't surprise me at all that in California it was avocado. That doesn't surprise me either. I, for avocado, I was either going to say California or Florida. Florida is actually pepperoni. Wow. And the other state that was avocado was Arizona. Arizona. Okay. I don't think I would have guessed that one. Not right away anyway. But uh Black Owls was Wisconsin. Oh, okay. The other Black Owls state is Mississippi. Okay. All right. Texas pepperoni. Yeah. Um Maine was sausage. Maine Maine was okay. Huh. You know, I out of any state that I would have expected to have tuna as their top one, Maine would have been one of my guesses. I would, you know, I pictured like a, a California deal with that again. For Maine, I would have guessed like you know, it, it wouldn't have surprised me if we saw like lobster on there. Lobster is huge in Maine. Tuna wouldn't have surprised me at all. But no, just sausage. And sausage. And bacon, your favorite, was Iowa mm-hmm. and South Dakota. So All right. If you want a good pizza from there. <laughs> yeah. And don't they say, or am I just crazy? And we're spending way too much time on this at this point. But don't they say that, like, Illinois is, like, the home of, like, the pizza? Or am I, mean, I just crazy? C- well, because you have the Chicago deep dish pizza so i mean that's probably where that comes from well they are mushroom they're a mushroom okay you know actually that makes a lot of sense to me and i don't know why i would have pictured you know they would be pepperoni i don't know i just no i i can definitely see illinois as being like a mushroom pizza state 
I'm still stuck on the tuna. Um, yeah. No, I, I'm never going to, especially in Minnesota. It's such a random place to me yeah. to have tuna as your top topping. But you know what? You do Whatever you, Minnesota. Whatever you do Whatever you. suits your fancy, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, Nick, as people may be aware, Monday shows have been a little hit or miss for us lately. Mm-hmm. So our Monday shows are going to be changing a little bit for the time being. TB- TBD, you know, I don't know how long. Um, it's going to be an episode of like what to be watching out for the week ahead. So what's going on in politics that week? What's going on, you know? maybe the legal system, any upcoming court cases, anything like that, and sports and technology, just the whole spectrum, what to be watching out for. Right. So, you know, you're going to get a pretty good breakdown as to what will be going on over the next five days, you know, until our end of the week roundup of all the news here on Fridays. Obviously, if there is a lot of news to talk about from the weekend, you know, if there are a lot of breaking stories that come out, or an extensive story to talk about, we definitely will still have that on Mondays. And if things, you know, pick up a lot, then we'll resume the Monday shows as normal. Um, But we figured that giving this kind of breakdown of what to expect and what will be coming up is a good way to head into Mondays and and to really give you guys something to look forward to and just to inform you of what's happening. Well, getting right into the news, because we spent plenty of time right on that whole pizza issue that was quite shocking from Walmart, <laughs> I, I yeah. gotta say. Yeah. So, you may be hearing on social media that the government is giving free crack pipes, and it has also gotten some statements from lawmakers. $30 million over the next three years from HHS, Health and Human Services, is up for grabs. According to HHS, the goal of the funding is to prevent overdose deaths and health risks associated with drug use. The deadline for states, local community, tribes, and nonprofits and behavioral health organizations to apply for that money was this week on Monday. Once the money is granted, that money must be used for harm reduction services for things like infection disease testing kits, medication lockboxes, FDA-approved overdose reversal medications, safe sex kits, fentanyl testing strips, syringes to prevent the spread of diseases, and safe smoking kits and supplies. After concerned Senator Marsha Blackburn sent a letter Wednesday to the HHS secretary, he responded to her letter saying no federal funding will be used directly or through reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. Those kits must also adhere to federal and state laws and regulations. This entire HHS program is controversial. Critics see it as a way to enable use, but public health advocates say it is a pragmatic approach to keep an already bad situation from getting worse. More than 100,000 people died of a drug overdose last year. If you or someone you know is at risk of overdose, make sure to call 800-662-HELP, that is 800-662-4357. There are lots of free services available to you. 
U.S. inflation soared 7.5% over the past 12 months, the biggest spike since 1982. Energy is up 27%, food up 7%, breaking that down more. Chicken is up 10%, ground beef is up 13%, snacks up 8%, alcohol up 3%, soda up 4%. New cars are up 12.2%, used cars are up 40%. And shelter is up 4.4%. And if you want a new television for that big game Sunday, TVs are up 2%. Experts say that the cost of coffee has also doubled in recent years. Experts say that the inflation hikes this year wiped out employees' pay raises. Energy prices are expected to climb more. Critics say we should be drilling in our own country, not relying on OPEC. Economists were expecting inflation to still be higher, but it is higher than they expected it to be as well. Economists forecast that the rates for media stocks and all stocks in general are falling. Interest rates are expected to start climbing by the end of the month. Conflicting guidance over mask wearing as COVID cases continue to decline nationwide. The average COVID numbers are down about 69% from a peak of 800,000 back on January 15th. Many states are also starting to drop mask mandates in schools going against the CDC advice. The CDC says it is still too early. Ultimately, it is up to the schools to make that decision in most states. New York, Delaware, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Illinois, and Massachusetts are ending mask mandates this week. Also this week, cases are down 44%. The CDC is urging caution, but also had some good news this week in their weekly COVID briefing that for the first time, hospitalizations for COVID patients are below the 100,000 mark. The Secret Service says a bomb threat caused the vice president's husband to be evacuated from a Washington, D.C. school on Tuesday. Doug M. Huff was there for a Black History Month event. The caller warned everyone had 10 minutes to get out. They searched and found no explosives. The Secret Service said there are no signs that M. Huff was a target of that threat. Local police say it does not appear to be connected to the recent series of threats against black colleges. Wednesday, the D.C. area received even more bomb threats to schools. A huge disagreement among the Republican Party has exploded publicly against all surrounding the January 6th attack. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has rejected a Republican resolution referring to those events on January 6th as, quote, legitimate political discourse. McConnell says instead it was, quote, a violent insurrection. He also slammed the RNC for censuring two Republicans investigating the attack. The Senate Minority Leader is now making his stance clear about the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Violent insurrection for the purpose of trying to prevent the peaceful transfer of power. Tuesday, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell criticized the Republican National Committee from censuring Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney and Representative from Illinois Adam Kingsinger. They are being censored for serving on the January 6th Select Committee, investigating the days leading up to the attack on the Capitol. It is the language of the RNC resolution to censor members of its own party that struck a nerve with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. 
The RNC chairwoman, Ronna McDaniel, said in a statement that they chose to join Nancy Pelosi in a Democrat-led persecution of ordinary citizens who engaged in legitimate political discourse. Members of the January 6th committee are firing back. This is audio of P. Aguilar. Ask the Capitol Police officers if the, if the people they interacted with were engaged in legitimate political discourse. Um, it's just, you know, at a human level, it's just, it's just maddening. Five people died that day after the mob reached the Capitol, after the former president made several claims that the election was stolen. The RNC chairwoman claimed the party's position is being distorted and wrote in the press release, violence is not legitimate political discourse, whether in the U.S. Capitol or in Democrat-run cities across the country. The issue is whether or not the RNC should be sort of singling out members of our party who may have different views from the majority. That's not the job of the RNC. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has dodged questions about the resolution, and Vice Chair Elise Stefanik says that the chair has every right to take any action. House Republicans want Cheney and Kinzinger expelled from the conference, but Stefanik said that did not come up in the meeting. If you are wondering if the government is going to shut down in a week, well, it is a real possibility, lawmakers this week said they do not want to see the government shut down on February 18th in order to avoid that Congress must pass a spending bill called an Ambanas bill. Basically, it is a law that determines how much money the government will spend on its priorities and its departments for things like defense, agriculture, transportation, commerce, science, energy, and foreign aid, among many other things. Congress is required to pass the Ambanas bill every year or at close to the finish line of September 30th. Yep, that means the government's fiscal year budget started way back in October. So at this point, we are more than four months late on passing that bill. The government has not shut down due to passing the continuing resolutions. They have passed three so far, and one more passed the House earlier this week. The continuing resolutions are short-term bills that keep budgets status quo until Congress can find the big deal. Lawmakers are nowhere near a deal, and that's why they are expected to pass the continuing resolution in the Senate before the 18th. This will give lawmakers until March 11th to negotiate and hopefully pass a budget. The bill passed the House with a vote of 272 to 162. The bill is expected to pass the Senate and President Biden will sign. The post office will continue to deliver your mail for six days a week, but that move comes out of a huge financial overhaul of the USPS. The House passed a bill to significantly overhaul the Postal Service, and this bill passed with huge bipartisan support. The final vote was 342 to 92. This bill will now move to the Senate, where it also has huge bipartisan support. The post office is in serious financial trouble and has been for years. Back in October, the Postmaster General delivered his 10-year plan to help 
the United States Postal Service get out of debt. In order to make that happen, you may remember he increased the prices for stamps and shipments and slow delivery. Most of these issues stem from a 2006 law that allowed the USPS to prepay for its retirees' health care costs 75 years in the future. If you are wondering how much debt the USPS has accumulated, well, when adding liabilities and outstanding debts, experts say conservatively it is about $100 billion, and yes, that is with a B. The bill that passed this week called Postal Service Reform Act wipes out $57 billion of upcoming obligations the USPS was scheduled to make. The bill also eliminates the retiree medical pre-funding requirements. Instead, it is requiring future post office retirees to enroll in Medicare. Lawmakers say this will save the agency another $50 billion over the next decade. The bill will also require mail and packages to continue to be delivered at least six days a week. The bill also requires the USPS to create a dashboard with performance data for the general public to track what is going on. Getting into rapid news, actor and comedian Bob Saget's family says he died of a head trauma after, quote, accidentally hitting his head on something before going to sleep, adding that no drugs or alcohol were involved. Inflation has been driving up flour and chocolate prices for Valentine's Day. More on that on Medium. Nick, what do you have for good news? So we have yet another hero story. I absolutely love these, and I found another one to share with you this morning. So an Instacart worker was bringing groceries to a man's house uh, and just had the feeling that something was wrong. They basically called it a bit of an instinct. Um, you know, Instacart workers, if they're told to leave the groceries on the porch or whatever else, you know, they're not supposed to go into people's houses at the end of the day. You know, they're not supposed to enter the homes. But this worker entered this man's home when she got there, just with the instinct that something was wrong. And it turns out she was right, because when she entered the home, she found the man extremely unwell and noticed something strange about the residence. So they got in contact with the man's daughter, and they came to find out uh, the daughter sent her son to check on the house. It turned out that there was a leak in the propane tank located inside the house. So, essentially, if this Instacart worker had never entered the house, chances are they never would have found the leak, and the man very well could have died. So, it is safe to say that she is being hailed as a hero to that family. Right place, right time. Absolutely. Yeah, just so much luck involved in that, and, you know, you gotta love instincts at times. You know, Instacart gets a bad rap, but maybe this will help them get a better rap. <laughs> maybe, you know, you got workers saving lives. It, it's just so crazy to think that if she had just done as, you know, normally expected, just leave the groceries on the porch, they probably never would have found the leak. They probably never would have realized that something was even wrong until it was too late. Like I said, right place, right time. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. Make sure you come back Monday morning for our very first what to expect this week, I guess we'll call it. But until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter, 
For the latest 24-hour breaking news, there are always in the know. Until Monday morning, have a great weekend, everybody. Bye, guys.